Before we get started with today's episode, I'm here to ask you to please consider giving me some money. That's right. Crisis Twink has a wonderful listener support option in our show notes through which you can choose to make a small, large, or an astronomical monthly donation to support the operating costs of the podcast. It's entirely optional, but it is much appreciated. So if that's something that's interesting to you, then uh, give it a little look. All right, on with the show. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic favor, just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is a TV writer, LA extraordinaire, diva, diva, diva. You may know his work from such shows as the Will and Grace reboot and Queens on ABC. Uh, It's Gus Hickey. Hi. I really expected you to stop after the only twink. And I'm the only twink. And then just be done. (laughs) Well, scientifically, there are many of us. We know this because of research research in the larger cultural environment. You can see a twink on every corner these days and it's not and shocking they, I mean, that's what the New York Times told us, so. And oh, I always forget about that article, which is so crazy because it is like semi-crucial to, I hate to say lore, but like the lore, the mm. mythos of this podcast is like oh. so directly tied into like a moment. Okay, so I was working in Capitol Records in 2017. When that article came out, it was like right post "Call Me by Your Name" and like that was Timmy Chalamet was everywhere. God. Or like maybe like early 2018. It's no, been I mean, a long I time at this it. point. I but I remember my boss at the time read the article. We were all like looking at it around like someone's cubicle and looks at me. He's like, "You're a twink," and I was like, "Yeah, like I, I clocking today." But <laughs> it does feel like somewhat violent when a straight man is like. I, well, I also, I feel like there is this sort of, like, in a way in which, like, in the 90s, just, like, a word was a, was a punchline. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I can't think of a good example right now, but somebody being like, pants or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I, <laughs> like, full house jokes. Like, yes, but I do feel like there is this, you know, with heterosexual people like there is this thing of like if they end a sentence with twink it's a joke like yeah it, it serves as a it serves as a catch-all to be a joke even though it's like if you were to say like well he's a twink and it's like you know in a vacuum that's on. not funny but yeah like... in a, it, it, with, but to a straight person I think it is funny because it's like it's a weird word it's got a hard t it's got a hard k consonant yeah. it like it is like a foreign language and it's not even foreign language. It's naughty. It is naughty. naughty. It sounds it's like a naughty word. It's not slur adjacent, but it's definitely like, it's like an impish word. Like why, like, ooh, like that doesn't, that's, that's not something I usually say. Whereas like, if 
if you had somebody say, oh, he's an imp, I would laugh my head <laughs> I off. would, because <laughs> what an odd thing to call someone. I would, I would if, you had, if you have Maggie Smith saying, well, he's an imp, like in a dowager countess way, yeah. I would be like, this is a, what a punchline. What I feel like punchline. her saying that is more slurish than her saying, oh, he's a twink for some reason. Oh, absolutely. Like, no, I, think, yeah. I think Maggie Smith is, you know, she would never mean hate towards twinks. No, she she definitely wouldn't. Um, and it she really has, at the end of the day is in her heart for twigs. <laughs> it's all in the delivery. Like I think one of the funniest line readings in TV comedy over the past ten years is Meredith Hagner on Search Party saying like I can't I can't do it because I'm literally going to spike the levels on my microphone. But like <laughs> oh look, it, like she says the twink in a very like high pitched voice. And now that I've said yeah. it like that, it has sucked all the comedy out of it. So. Uh-huh. She, I like song exploded that <laughs> by accident, uh, but she like, yeah. Once now that we've heard that, we can't go back. Mm-mm. Can't go back to what Twink was before. Just indelible image. Yeah, and that's icon behavior at the end of the day, and that's that's something we love. I mean, I think Meredith. Here. I think Meredith Wagner is is an icon. And oh, genius! And total, I would never, total, total I would genius. never watch that movie that she was in, but I appreciate that she was in that movie. Oh, um, with John Cena. Yes. Someone was telling me the other day that they actually really liked it. And now I don't remember who it was, but they, it seems like something to like, just put on one day. So like, if I I can remember what it's it's, called, I'll do it. I'm sure it would be fine. And she's fantastic. So I'm sure it would be enjoyable. It's also, it's kind of like, remember when you were like 11 or 12 and just like all movies were good. Yeah. Like like anything that would distract you for two hours was, was amazing. And yeah. then you then you reach the age of like 13 and you're kind of like, wait, no, I think, think that movie was bad. <laughs> things can be bad. I remember so acutely, like my specific movie going experience with this was the David Spade vehicle racing stripes in which he played like a zebra who oh God, yeah. ran in the Kentucky Derby or something like that. <laughs> I went, I went to go see that with um. I think my granddad, who was like such a saint to like take me to the movies to do this. He does not that really movie like movies. specifically. No, that I know so crazy. Like he really sat with me through like some swill in the movie oh theaters God. in like the early 2000s, like Kangaroo Jack, Racing Stripes. Oh, no, he had to put up with that. me um, getting severe dehydration at the Dennis Quaid movie, uh, The Rookie, in which he plays like a 45-year-old oh, yeah. baseball player. Oh my goodness, um, I ate so much popcorn that like I almost had a kidney stone in two <laughs> hours in a two hour span. That's really that shouldn't unhealthy. be possible. Yeah, that's really um, scary. You should it be is. for that. I should be. I'll sue Dennis Quaid for everything he's got. <laughs> yeah, sue the editor for the movie being too long. I, think, I mean, I think it was like a hot hour 50, but like, no, I'm sure it was could, it was Disney. I'm sure it was quite it was very tight. Oh yeah. Um but no, I mean, just, you know, we have trauma at the theater. Like, there is much joy to be had, as Nicole Kidman would say. But there's also a lot of, like, negativity and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and poor ideas and just, like, general bad sentiments that, like, we shouldn't necessarily be, like, continuing. But, like... <laughs> I remember when I was the first movie... Speaking of trauma, I remember the first movie I saw by myself. 
in which I had, in which I lied to my parents and told them I was going with friends mm -hmm. because it was The Mummy Returns and mm -hmm. I had to see it opening weekend. I was so obsessed with The Mummy. I was like, I must see Rachel Weisz. I must know what she's up to. And I must know why she's in Egyptian face in the trailer. Yeah. And that's really bad. But I, I, I lied to my dad and I said, friends and I went by myself and it was so sad. That's cute though. And honestly, like a great movie to just watch by yourself too. Like a yeah. little popcorn flick. I mean, it's not as good as like the first, the first one is like so good, but like mm -hmm. the second one's I mean, good. the second one, honestly, I love the second one and I yeah. love the Egypt scenes, but it is really hard to watch. Sequels. No, no, no. Hard. Well, speaking of, the, I don't have a segue here. We're just gonna move on <laughs> to my first first game. Um, we're gonna play Go Call the Governor. So I'm gonna present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and/or ancient history, but not ancient Egyptian history. I mean, see, there um, we go. The segue right. comes back around eventually. We should um, call the governor on the Egyptian Egyptian <laughs> No, I like that. That absolutely, uh, we need to like ring a bell about. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> so a different time, different time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called in any of these scenarios. No wrong answers, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? Okay. Okay, so let's play. Topical, 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 the Met Gala. Does mm. the governor need to be called? On this one specifically, or on yeah, the on, like I mean, sure, I guess in general, but this one specifically because we are recording it this episode the night of. Oh God, um, damn, that that is such a. I'm going to say no, okay, because, and especially because of this one specifically, I think there is. It's so it's it's such frivolity and it's such excess and it's such it's completely useless, but it is. You can't eliminate all of that from life, and you can't just be you know. Due to current events, you can't just be sad and miserable and desperate all the time, and this is, there is a like something to be said for like worshiping idols <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah I, there's that mommy returns thing again um no we it is like it is nice to have a little bit of levity and a little bit of like glamour mm -hmm. even if like the gap between the glamour and our current reality is so yeah. vast and to be fair, like, I mean, for full context for people, we are recording this episode 25 <laughs> minutes after it was announced that Roe v. Wade is likely to be overturned by the Supreme Court. Um, so, you know, we're, we're operating in a, in a little shell shock state here. Um, but it is like, a, and, but it's not like they knew that. Like Blake Lively no, no, did do course. her tear away <laughs> four but hours also, there's ago. always, you know, there's always bad things happening there's yeah. always going to be bad things happening and it is it raises money for something yeah it raises money for the like costume institute and like additional funding for met exhibits and like yeah you know Which, like art as public good i think is something that should be maintained in this country and if it takes like 
Gigi Hadid to like right. get some money in coffers, then like that's not a bad thing. And I also think that they it breaks down the sort of it, it, it yes, it elevates these people to this crazy extent, but it also if you have a critical eye, it also kind of like brings them down a peg as well because some of them have no taste. No, and you get to see that, and you get, and it's so funny and fun to see people just completely whiff and just yeah. absolutely just look terrible. So let's let's talk about some of the clothes. Have you seen okay. the garments tonight? I have. I have seen many. I okay. Have seen many. Let's start positives. Who who were some of your favorites? Um, you know. Miss Blake Lively, mm-hmm. she continues. And I don't, I don't even mean like, I don't, I, I'm sure people, there are people out there who don't like her. And and um, I, she has one of the most bizarre 73 questions you'll ever see yeah. in, in which she's baking muffins in someone else's home that she then declares it's not her house. Anyway, she's she's clearly a, an odd duck, but she, God, Killed she killed it amazing. tonight. And the, so the theme of tonight for people who weren't paying attention was Gilded Age, which ostensibly means 1870s, 1880s referential fashion. The theme is not a hard theme for people. Like ever, you can, ever. you don't have to do anything to like honor it. Like it's cool if you do, but like she did, she did a very like modern gown and like a tearaway reveal, which is like, RuPaul's Drag Race season 15, Blake yes. Lively, top five. Um, yeah. She'll be great. Oh, she's easily top five, yeah. But I I read that she was paying reference to, like the color scheme of the gown was paying reference to the Statue of Liberty and the like oh, kind of yeah, aqua green okay. and like the rusty that. copper. Like I thought that was really cool. That's very smart. And way more um, like artistically interpretive, let's say, mm. than like Alicia Keys just putting the, Manhattan skyline on a cape and calling it a day which um we need to give empire state of mind up to god like it's mm-hmm. we're t- it's time like we've had it we've heard it i also don't yeah. need her to host no she's not i mean she's not she's, great at it like i like her. her she's a very she seems she seems like she would be a good host to go to her home i think she would be very kind and sweet uh-huh. but i don't think that she she's not like revving up the energy no. at a four-hour awards show. i don't think of her as like an mc or a comedian necessarily so like it's uh yeah that, a weird choice that they've like many repeated years. Yeah. yeah um i also she, thought um Gigi hadid's was was a slay yeah that was really good um i thought she looked like it was kind of like a red quilty. She was Utica, Utica Queen in the. Oh, it was McQueen. No, she was she was Utica in. Oh, the oh, Utica band. Queen. I thought you said McQueen. I was like, okay, no, no, yeah, definitely like a Utica Queenish like Montclair moment. Yeah. Um, I loved Jessica Chastain. Oh, in God. like. Oh God. Okay. Well. Okay. I don't well, know, girl. <laughs> so I, what, what were you thinking? I was thinking she she looks like she's gonna read your palm in a movie, in a silent film, which I guess is cool. And now that I say it out loud, you know what? That sounds pretty cool. So I take it back. No, you're not, you're not wrong. And a member of my family who shall go unnamed, um, 
texted me, she looks like she needs a goldfish. <laughs> and then three, te- <laughs> three texts later, I respect her, but I do not like her. So it's a... Uh, I think she, yeah, it's 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 like Norma Desmond, but it's also kind of like... Uh, yeah, it is very like... I mean, and this is the issue. Like, I think a lot of people mistook the Gilded Age theme for like Roaring Twenties, which like, I can see why you would make that mistake. But like, she definitely took it in like a silver screen goddess, yes, like silent I think, film I think some direction. Some people interpreted it as Golden Age of Hollywood. Yeah. Like Jodie Turner Smith also looked fucking also twenties, nineteen twenties, very twenties. Like she looked like one of those like old um, you know those like absinthe like oh yeah posters that, that, and stuff. Yeah, she like she like, looked I mean, like she that. looks like a Follies girl. She looks like yeah, a it's it looks great, but like oh, it amazing. just isn't. Astounding. It's not the theme, but oh, like she looks great. My favorite. Like, oh oh no, go on. Go on. It, Casey Musgraves. I thought. She oh, was fantastic! I thought she really killed it because she's doing. A bustle, like she's yeah. doing Gilded Age. She's in the correct time period, and it is referential, but it looks amazing. And the feather fan is very like period appropriate. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of the looks tonight, even when the like the garments themselves were off base a little bit, like the details and the jewels and the accessories were by and large pretty good. Casey's was definitely like a great accessory. I think my favorite look of the night in total was Billie Eilish actually. Oh, I loved mm-hmm. Billie's. Oh my God, I forgot. Yes, she looked amazing. She looks so, and I um I tweeted this already, so I'm sorry if people saw this, but like, <laughs> uh, I thought she, like she looks like a Degas painting. Like it's very like- Ooh, Yeah, the ballerinas. But, and like the Moulin Rouge, like, there are these, I think that it's by Toulouse-Lautrec, like, there are these mm-hmm. paintings that he did of Moulin Rouge, where mm-hmm. everyone's bathed in these, like, kind of green phosphorescent lights and stuff, like, from the stage mm-hmm. lights, and, like, the color scheme of this gown is so reminiscent of that, like, it's like, so unusual. Sense. Yeah, I also, you, I love that she looks like, um, she looks like a, like a disappointed heiress. Like yeah. She's, like she's like Mary Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> the, the attitude really sells it. And like the hair is very, it's very period appropriate, but it's also very like punk rock too. Yes, like with the color, yeah. Killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, SJP also looked really good, but she always looks really yeah, good. I mean, SJP, I, I loved her look, but it does, it's, this is so... Like it's so crazy to say this about somebody who wore a like four foot tall hat and a, <laughs> and a mm-hmm. gown that like drags down the stairs. But I feel like we've seen this. Yeah, it did. Um, it, it looked like something that could have walked off of a McQueen runway anytime in the past like 25 years. I think it was a Christopher John Rogers, who's like an American designer, very good. But like the hats, Philip Tracy, which is like a classic, mm-hmm. like he's like the English hat guy. He's the hat uh-huh. guy. And yeah, definitely like a little, not stale, but like expected, but like she looked good. And yeah. apparently the reason why she has not been on most of the past, I think like I, since the, I think the 2016 Met Gala, she has not been there. Oh. And it's because she was apparently feuding with not Anna Wintour, but the other guy who's like in charge of the Costume Institute. I think his name's Andrew Bolton. Oh. Okay. he's uh so that that must have been resolved because she's back but i was happy to see her my least favorite look of the night was um oh, what's his name sebastian stan oh my god no reason to look like that riddler looking bitch get out of here 
I was so mad. I, I, it's just, it's, you know, dress, you don't have to dress on theme, but to dress so heinously off theme, like for people who can't see, he's in like a Valentino all pink. Like he looks like he's in Nasty a boy pink. band. Yeah. It's, pink. I hate that. I hate that Valentino pink. Like that, the collection that that's from in the, and Glenn Close also wore a piece from the okay, same collection. Okay, but Glenn looks good. Ah! Okay. I almost, I'm so, I almost never like what she wears, but like, I just, I think I my know. main issue is that pink is very unsophisticated. Yeah, that particular pink. And, but the other thing is, I also, yes, he's off theme. I think it's sort of like American streetwear because the other part of the theme is like America. Yeah, because it's a sequel to like the American gala that they had back in September yeah. that like that was a disaster compared to this one. Like, I think this was a much better, um, definitely like a much better interpretation and a much better showing across the board. There was, like, yeah, there was a broader success rate for sure. I don't think there were any like, like even Sebastian Stans was not like a true disaster necessarily. Like right. it just was so off theme. Like if you wore that to like the, the VMAs, Right. I would live like it just but it's it all also, about like it, time and place well, I think that that's what the like Americana of it is is that it's like American streetwear but it is yeah. it is just a but completely weird and we're doing the gilded age now like that's what's the theme for tonight and to wear something that like I, I mean it's just so y2k like the shape and the style and the color of this like it's just it's Unless very he's weird commenting ways. on like the use of the term gilded age and how like we are currently and in the 2000s like going through oh. ex- going through an age of excess with robert barons like maybe he's making some sort of like meta commentary on what the gilded age is i mean what i'm gonna say to that is that the american public is by and large a very stupid herd <laughs> of people um and that that academic read is probably going to go over most people's heads. And I'm not sure. Well, perhaps I'm not, not sure perhaps that honestly. Not the Winter Soldier's head. Not the Winter Soldier's head. <laughs> but I don't, I just don't see, um, I don't see the godson of Anastasia Beverly Hills, noted Trump supporter and Putin supporter, really. Uh, did you not know that? No. Right? Okay. She, it is, it's a mess over there in that. Oh, family, that Anastasia but, Beverly Hills is a Trump supporter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Not I Sebastian. I don't know Sebastian's, Sebastian's political leanings. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that must be why Anastasia has gone missing, like the real Anastasia, in terms of she's not the drag race anymore. Yeah, no, she's she's delegating that to Norvina now. <laughs> Hopefully, we get Sebastian appearance too later, but I don't, I don't know. That brand is a, a little tainted now. Mm. Um, okay, I do think we have to move on to our next topic. Um, Tom Cruise went to the Lady Gaga residency. Oh. Does the governor need to be called? Do we know which Jazz Night or Jazz or... Night? She was in the Tux. Jazz Night. Okay. Um... Is that better or worse? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I, haven't I, haven't, I haven't been to Enigma. I've only been oh. to Jazz Night. So I will have to say, man, you know what? The governor does not need to be called again. Oh, again. Wow. Because, okay, Tom Cruise. I also, it's a, simil- it's a similar, I'm going to give like a very similar reason uh, that Tom Cruise is 
the last of a dying breed. Tom Cruise is a fucking movie star. He yeah. is so famous. He's more famous than like almost anyone alive will ever be again. And yeah. it is so for him as a little monster, for him to bring that glamour to Jazz Night makes me very okay. honored. So I was with you until you said the word glamour. What about <laughs> Tom Cruise? The king of a New Balance insole wedge yes. is glamorous to you. No, okay, he's not glamorous, but being a movie it's star. It's a movie, yeah, it's a movie star. Yeah. I and think I Gaga think could be a movie star. Oh my God, I, you know. I, I didn't see House of Gucci. So I am I a House know. of Gucci apologist. Okay. Um, Because I think, you know, she was having a great time and I was having a great time <laughs> with her. And so I think that that's what that, movie is about the movie is about the movie is about not. having a good time yes not about, about murdering adam driver it's about having yes it's about whether or not you find joy you can experience joy or not and if you can't then you don't like house of gucci and if you can then you will okay i think that's a beautiful theory um <laughs> yeah i i guess like so we're recording this the night of the Gaga for Top Gun Maverick song. We have not oh, heard it yet. Oh, I didn't know. As, oh, it's coming here. out. It's coming out. It will be out in mere hours. Um, oh, she really, she really picked a day to release a song. Yeah, and she's been tweeting lyrics as of like 10 minutes ago and everyone's no. like, read the room. Um, oh, no. oh, but she really, I think she, she really thinks she has a hit on her hands here. So I don't really blame her, I guess, for Keep it after I, yes, it. I mean, there, there is so much to hate about Tom Cruise. There is so much. Oh, bad. yeah. There is so much bad stuff there and nastiness. Yeah. Uh, but I did one time see him across the room at a restaurant. So that I do have a oh, and I bet I've heard like stories about people who have seen him in person and have just been like floored. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's by like the megawatt charisma, just like he's also person. the smallest person you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was kind of, you'll never see, I, I will never see a more famous person in your life. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine, because he's not someone who, like, does things actively, let's say, like, he is only <laughs> in the news for movies, that's yeah. it, like, yeah. not, I mean, not since the Katie Holmes divorce of it all, like, has, he has laid completely low, not mm -hmm. done a single thing, um, that's I guess bananas. He was, a little bit, he was a little bit in the news when there was there were those two Scientology documentaries right in a row. Oh yeah, um, and like and I mean that's the big thing again. Obviously, the big thing against him. Like there's there's such a huge wave of anti Scientology right now, specifically that like. Well, also you know deservedly. <laughs> yeah, no, deservedly. I mean, yeah. did you read that Elizabeth? Moss? I thought you were, and you're like, and we just don't agree with that here on this podcast. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, this is a pro Scientology podcast. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Please don't take that out of context. Um, did you read the Elizabeth Moss profile? Um, I didn't, but I saw the poll quote about um, that she was like in the bathroom when somebody went on, when Leah Remini won her Emmy. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, it was very like, um, like, we know you're lying, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, she was raised in the church from a very young age, as opposed to Tom Cruise, who's was sort of not late in life, but I mean, he joined up when he was in his like early 20s, I think, yeah, something I think like that. Yeah. Um, she comes off as not an especially bright person. I will say that. 
and someone who has been so indoctrinated into this like theology that she follows that is the only way she can engage with her broader world like I don't think that she has the introspective skills like the self-critical skills to actually engage with why there's a cognitive dissonance between handmaids doing stuff like handmaid's tales and shining girls versus like the abuses that's Mm -hmm. being perpetuated by her own church like i just don't get the sense that she can there was a thing about like remember when she won her emmy for handmaids and she (laughs) was she kept saying fuck yeah and in the thing in the speech and was like getting bleeped and then sometimes not bleeped and she said it many, many times. And apparently there's some sort of like, it's some kind of, I want to say dog whistle mm-hmm. to other Scientologists. If you swear a lot, um, it signals oh. something. I, I am full conspiracy theory here. I'm full conspiracy theory on Scientology because Scientology itself. No, is it, it, it is like, it, it is. Okay, but it is like as like conspiracy-ish as it is like I when Mm -hmm. I first moved to LA my apartment in Silver Lake had two Scientologists in them separately not in the same room or not in the same apartment like separately Mm -hmm. two Scientologists and within a week of me moving in I knew that those two people were Scientologists and I started getting (laughs) mailings oh my my writing partner her father they live near Clearwater, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, the- Like Sea Org, yeah. Yes, and so he, when he was in his 20s, he went to a thing, he went to some meeting and signed up for the mailing list. And then he never was interested and, you know, saw the error of his ways. And then um, he still, to this day, he is now 70 years old. They have moved like seven times. He still to this day gets mail being like, hey, Jeff, right out. You yeah. want to think about it again? And I, remember, I don't remember I, 50 years ago. And they can access that information, though, like the mailing information, all that, because they're classified as a church. Like, it's the same reason that, like, uh, my dad, like his like Presbyterian church growing up or whatever in Ohio still mm. sends him happy birthday cards to this day. Well, that's, I don't like that. No, but like they can do that. <laughs> like legally they can do that. Like and you know it's that crazy. In, so in the UK, there was a big court case and they declassified, um, they classified Scientology as for-profit and not as a religion. Oh, in the UK though, not just here. Just yeah. in the UK. So that, so in the UK, Scientology has like not thrived whatsoever. Well, that makes sense because the, you don't really hear about like a lot of like UK Scientologists, I feel mm-hmm. like. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but I feel no, like all the big ones are like American these days. Like yeah. between Elizabeth you know where, Moss. You know where I bet Scientology would thrive? Where? France. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I no, I do. Like they, they, they have a very like, um, they do like glom onto ideas and in radical movements yes. very easily over I think there. They, I, I, think they, yes. I, I sound like some like old like hippy dippy guy, yes. but like the French. Yeah. No, but like you watch. I'm just yeah, imagining. Watch, I'm just imagining Marion Cotillard would be a Scientologist. Oh no. <laughs> well, don't. 
we can't go down that road again. I got like a, a little bit of angry, uh, angry tweeting the last time I talked about her conspiracy theory yes. views. But yes. um, to tie a bow on this, what do you think uh, Tom Cruise's favorite Gaga song is? I don't oh. think I have an answer to this because I don't think he listens to music, but. Oh yeah, he probably, he's probably does not listen to music. I don't think he listens to anything. I just think he sits in silence. Yeah, maybe, maybe some noise canceling headphones, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Um, uh, man, you know, I think I bet it's like I bet it's something really. I bet it's like bad kids. I bet it's like not a yeah good something like very, <laughs> I like deep, I bet it's a deep cut, but a deep cut of a. It's like come to mama or something yeah. like <laughs> something very, like really like what? But <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like miss me with that gay shit like the Americana. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the good stuff. Um, or or he like you know takes off his shirt and he's got that born this way tattoo on his back. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god, I. If, if anyone was born this way, it was Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay, one last topic. We got three doozy topics today. Um, and one that we did talk about ahead of ahead of time, ahead of time mm-hmm. a little bit. The Don't Worry Darling trailer, Dude. which also dropped today. May 2nd, big day for big day for culture. Big day. Mondays are big. Mondays are big for culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, am I calling the governor on this? Yeah, if you want. That's the question? Oh yeah. my god, no, keep the governor away. Oh my god, the governor was not called today. Okay. No, the governor needs to stay far away from Don't Worry Darling because this is, we are getting Florence Pugh, we are getting Harry Styles, we are yeah. getting Gemma Chan with a yeah. line in the trailer, we are she- getting... We are getting Caper Land. Yeah, no, multiple, I was, I was so lines. happy. Yeah, she, she looked like she was having so much fucking fun. Yes, and like, she looks I, like she's. First of all, she is so dead. <laughs> she is so dead oh, in yeah. that movie. Like, there's, there's no way that character does not die. No. And then there's <laughs> also a there's a moment where there's like that big scene. You can tell that this is like the big scene where Florence confronts Chris Pine at the dinner. Yeah. And, they're seated across from each other and like Olivia Wilde directrix put them right at the heads of the table and uh she Chris Pine's like no 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 let her let her speak and Florence is gonna like say what that she's worried about the you know victory project victory project whatever whatever fake world that they've built and um everyone is silent (laughs) and looking at Florence but in the clip, you can see that Kate Berlant is still eating. And everyone else has stopped. And everyone else is like, not everyone else, is paying, everyone else is paying attention to the scene. And Kate Berlant is doing like full object. I, I really, really hope that this is people's like gateway into Kate Berlant because I think she is one of the three funniest people on earth right now. And oh, like, I don't know who the other two are, but I would put her in, I would say top three is the right place. Oh, I, well, I have my, I know my, it's her, John Early, obviously, and Patty Harrison, I think are the three funniest Oh people yeah, all right. Now. Well, you know, um, I feel like they're all friends too. Yeah, I like that's, that's a, a mind meld, that mm-hmm. perfect mind meld. No, I, I that I was not really sure what to expect about this movie because like it's been shrouded in so much secrecy. Like I, f- I mean, I feel like the Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles tabloid stuff has mm-hmm. really like overshadowed a lot of the Shia actual LaBeouf, movie. Shia LaBeouf pro- was fired. Oh yeah, I forgot about Shia that. Shia LaBeouf and that, was Harry Styles. And then this past week, obviously, the like 
Jason Sudeikis serving papers to horrible, horrible. Yeah, what a nasty, nasty behavior. Like I don't. He says he says that he was unaware that I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I don't. That is your that that person is your employee. Yeah, like, that is a that process. I mean, I guess the process server is direct. No, but like I I knew someone pretty well who was a process server for a time, essentially for like for whatever reason, God knows. But like that, <laughs> I mean, that's that like job, kind of like job. those orders directly come from the people who. Yeah, they're like they tell you how to get in places. Like that, the server would have had to had credentials for this yeah like this was like a this was a ticketed event like this this took a lot of like organizing and like to do it at that moment and not just like while she was backstage like i'm sorry that's like targeted humiliation like what a little nasty um sorry i'm 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 gonna move back i just moved and now i hate it (laughs) i see who said this podcast doesn't have the power to move people we're we're getting (laughs) getting um but the 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 trailer looked really good though i think it was definitely target or like strategically dropped to like pivot people away from talking about this Mm. um it looks like they have some sort of maga cult yeah and that because when he says we're not moving backward we're moving forward they have clearly it's clearly present day or perhaps future and they've created some sort of antiquated 1960s uh like commune yeah Yeah. um and then looks like kiki lane kills herself at some point yeah um yeah no i i mean i'm i'm i can't wait it must be said that this the cast for this is so stacked like we've talked about all these people who are like so fantastic in their own right and like Mm -hmm. I mean, Florence Pugh is one of the most exciting actors we have right now. I'm very excited to like see love her in this. We love, we love seeing an alto succeed. Yeah, like I just a husky voiced queen. Um, <laughs> I mean, and she I, looks. Everyone looks so good. Like I love this like '60s Palm Spring aesthetic. Uh, like it's one of my favorites. I was like, just thinking that Chloe Grace Moretz must want Florence Pugh dead. Oh, dead. Just and like, ta- talk dead. about someone who looked horrific tonight oh i didn't see oh i didn't see she completely whiffed on the theme and thought that she was dressing for like marie antoinette circus and she's like in she looks like mozart like it it is a really tough look um i i just i i don't know someone needs to and I don't know what we someone needs to do. Crisis drink about <laughs> I know I will. Boy, I've tried and tried, but I like I don't know. But the one person I am worried about in this movie specifically is Harry Styles. Yes, it not was very, he was not giving me much. It was a very unflattering edit of yeah. a of who is supposed to be the male lead. Oh, yeah, he was not in it. Not, but I I perhaps to Olivia's credit, like. He's never really been an impressive actor. Well, like, he's like barely ever done it, right? Yeah. So I'm like I'm Dunkirk for a little bit, I guess. Maybe but. he maybe she did a good, maybe she did him a favor. Maybe he's maybe he's cut slim in the film and like that's all you need. Because really like, it doesn't seem like that part really is gonna do well. Much. That like, you know, you go back to like sci-fi psychological thriller films that are like in this mold, like Stepford Wives and like Gaslight. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Well, well, that's a that's 
That no, it's but the same principle. But like John Cassavetes is John Cassavetes so is good in that movie. Fantastic. Like, yes, yeah. So that was a bad example. But like, I'm thinking of like the not the Matthew Broderick Stepford Wives. I was gonna say you're like, thinking of Matthew the, Broderick and Stepford Wives. <laughs> that no, that and like whoever played like the Stepford Wives in like the um the '70s one too. I mean, like it's kind of a oh. nothing role a little bit. Yeah. Like there's only so much you can do to be like besides like don't worry, darling. That's like kind right. of the whole thing. Like so I don't know like what they're gonna do to make this character a little different than like mm. you know the grand tradition but like it definitely seems like everyone else has the fun roles or at least yeah. like the shaded roles and he doesn't yeah. he looks really weird without tattoos but that might just be my like I mean we're <laughs> just so used to him at this point yeah I mean it's the uh he's you hope he's the Allison Williams in Get Out but he might not be I would love that right I would love that they should put Allison Williams in this movie like Allison Williams god she another crisis twink crisis twink needs to save her oh she's I think she's doing okay like she's like that Megan um movie poster that went viral oh that's her yeah she's she's in that that. like she's had is she the doll no I think she's the woman who makes the doll and has to stop the doll but like okay which is less fun, but like she's she has a pretty good niche of doing these like B horror movies now, and I think that's like good. Yeah, like she's not going to be a leading lady. Like she, she did one shot with like that the, the um the violin like killed people. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't watch that. I heard I heard it was gross, so I didn't yeah. watch it. But um, <laughs> no, like after she did Peter Pan live, like I think it was kind of crickets oh. for her on uh <laughs> on doing like real A listy stuff. Like, I I appreciate but, that she took a fucking swing yeah but it's hard to not as we've seen with beanie feldstein it's hard to not be able to sing and then uh do a musical oh but... beanie's gonna be fine oh no Beanie... she'll be she'll be fine after this but i it is like um i it's been a long time since i've seen reviews that targeted yeah. out a single performance like that like I, I cannot speak to the quality of it but i was like whoa like people really want like well, there's no, I mean, it here. is, the show is a performance, like the show is about a singular performance. It's about the discovery of a singular performer who changed entertainment yeah. <laughs> over the past 70 years. And you're sort of, to assume that you are just going to like pop in and do a high school production of Funny Girl is not. No. And not only are you like doing a show in which like the character is the centrifugal force to the entire mm-hmm. enterprise you are filling Barbara Streisand's shoes yeah. which is impossible like yeah. you can't do it the only one who could do it is Leah Michelle and I I, I cannot I don't she want to take have... any feedback no feedback no she would have blown the roof off of yeah she would have crushed it and that's that on that all right we have... <laughs> and she would have been and she would have shit in so many wigs backstage <laughs> okay all right well we, we have to we have to go to break on that one um but we will be right back and we are back let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency gus what are you rushing to the er today okay I am rushing to the ER. Jennifer Garner, specifically Jennifer Garner's social media, (laughs) maybe. I think Jennifer Garner. I think Jennifer Garner in general, I'm worried about her because specifically, okay, so it's the 20th anniversary of the premiere of Alias. And she she joined TikTok to celebrate. And it's also, it was also recently, like last week, it was like her 50th birthday. 
So she's she's having her like diamond jubilee right now. (laughs) Truly, she's having like a, a bunch of life events at the moment, and she posted this Instagram recently that was like about the 20th anniversary of Alias, and it was her going to Instagram being like, can anyone help me find my friend, Carl Lumbly, who was her co-star on Alias. Yeah. And the thing that she posted was a screenshot of her texting a number that she had saved as Carl Lumbly. And she texted, hey, Carl, it's me, Jennifer. And uh, you don't see that part, but then you see where it starts and she goes, hey, uh, like something, 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 it's me, Jen G. And then the person responds, the person responds, wrong number, sorry. And then Jen G, and then Jennifer sends a photo of herself looking crazy. Like, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to use the word crazy. No, 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 we we get what you mean, yeah. (laughs) She just looks, she looks so horrible. And, And it's just like a selfie of her on her phone, like reverse camera, and it just looks bad. And she goes, oh, well, this is me, exclamation point. Like, you know when, have you ever gotten that, um, and you look at the picture and you just, you can't help but laugh because have you ever gotten that text from a spam bot that is like, hey, I'm in town. Um, I know we spoke about getting together like last month and then you respond, uh, oh, and then they you send sorry wrong number, and then they send you a photo, and they're like, oh well, how embarrassing! Now that you've seen me, can I see you? No, this this is exactly okay. So this happened to me last week. We were we were together at a wedding, yeah. um, and at the table while we were eating dinner, someone WhatsApps me because I'm on WhatsApp because of all these like international students in my program. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We know this. Um, so, so someone is like. Hi, I know you know where my cat is. Give him to me. <laughs> and the the image was just this like this snatched woman, like complete yeah, like zoom filter, like absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have your cat. I didn't say yeah. anything. I instantly yeah, deleted. You're smart like, enough not to say anything because if you say something, then the, they, they you say sorry, wrong number, and then they say, "Will you seem nice? <laughs> no. Will you seem nice? Will you send me a picture of yourself?" <laughs> I'm like, there on Instagram too. There's this. I'm saying woman, I don't know what the gender is of this person because it's a blank profile with no followers and no avatar, but uh, uh, a person named Princess Patras <laughs> repeatedly has been DMing me, hi, 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 like clockwork every Tuesday for the past week or for, every, the, for the past few weeks. Yeah, Every Tuesday, why Tuesday? I don't, I think it's a time thing. Oh my god. Okay, oh yeah. So, right. But so Jennifer Garner out that so Jennifer day, Garner is, is she, out she texts here. like a spam bot. She texts like a spam bot and she's out here trying and so she posts that to Instagram and she still can't find this guy. She still can't find this actor who is I'm sure fine, but I'm just like wow, he must think he must be avoiding her. He must think she is so annoying <laughs> that he is running away from this woman. It is and like he wasn't, they, she posted a TikTok for at the 20th anniversary party that they threw and he's not there. Like there, it is just like the this like sad, embarrassing saga that is going on for her. And I don't know, I, I'm really worried. 
she so she's had such a weird career because to to me she pivoted from like sexy ingenue to mom overnight like immediately if like you, if you're getting jennifer garner she is gonna be a mom and she's gonna be uptight and something bad is gonna happen to that kid yeah like so just to put in perspective here when do you think the movie electra came out oh 2005 Okay, it came out correct. When did Juno come out? 2007. Does that not seem crazy to you? Yes. Well, and Juno, she has not done anything besides mom shit since then. And Alias ended in 2005. Oh, Um, wow. Oh, yeah, because I guess it started in 2002. Started in 2001, and Alias Mm -hmm. ended in 2005, and they did a. she had her baby. She had Violet. Violet Serafina, yes. Violet in 2005, right before she filmed Electra. And so since she's had Violet, she's done only mom roles. Wow. And I think, and also, I think Electra was such a disappointment and yeah. such, such for her, such a setback for her that she was like, I need to reinvent myself. I need to just, I, this is not for me anymore. I'm not going to be action heroine. I had such a, you know, probably there's trauma. There's trauma there. Yeah. Much like Electra literally is the Electra syndrome is trauma. Electra is trauma. So it's, it's appropriate that she was traumatized by it, but it is, I think that that was just the turning point. And she was like, I, I had a baby and I can't do this anymore. That's so interesting. Like, it is such a conscious, deliberate choice because truly, like, you go through her IMDb and it's every single thing is, like, mom, mom, mom. mom, like, family-oriented. Like, she does a lot of, like, kid movies. I'm kind of, well, I guess she did camping, but I'm kind of surprised that she hasn't moved back into TV. Like, yes, so that was what I think the Crisis Twink needs to tell her is that she needs to she we need another prestige drama yeah. for her. She so what's coming out for her? One of the reasons why I'm a little less worried about it is um the last time I saw him, which is an a Apple Plus show that Reese is producing. Um, but again, it's very mom. She's she's mom, mom, mom in this. And then she's also in the revival of Party Down. Oh which is very, very surprising. But we must remember, she is a gifted comedian. No, she's she a is. she's a fantastic comedian. And I like, think we, we haven't taken advantage of that side of her yet. Not in a I long think. time. I mean, like, I'm looking through her, like, you know, classics, per se. Like, 13 <laughs> Go On 30 was... Yeah. Thir- um, how did I say that? 13 Going 13 On go 30. 13 Go Off 30. <laughs> go Off 30, yes! Um, <laughs> No, she hasn't. That was so long ago at this point. Like the rest of these comedies are all like Valentine's Day, Invention Girl- of Lying, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Yes, Men, Women, and Children. Oh no, Men, Women, and Children. She does all the the. He, she did all those Gary Marshall movies. Like she's in Mother's Day too. Like she's in Mother's Day. She's she sings a song in Mother's Day. She actually has a very uh, a very good singing. Voice. I've never seen that movie because I'm so scared of the the wig. The wig. The yeah. wig. We all know the wig. The Julia um the I wig that Julia ate, Garner. The wig Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts is 2010. Yeah. Like a fire demon, <laughs> like Bob. It is just so horrendous. Um it's a it's um, an amazing cultural artifact. It should be in the 
man. And also, did she not reuse it from something else? I think I saw somewhere that that wig is from another one of her movies and she just repurposed it. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And I actually think that makes it more iconic. Talk about someone who like, like we've talked about how Tom Cruise is a weirdo. I think Julia Roberts is like a high key weirdo. Really? I would be so yes. Okay, well, it, it was just recently the 20 year anniversary of her wearing that shirt, Aloe Vera. Do you remember what? this? Okay, what? So, so 20 years ago, Julia Roberts essentially, and I'm paraphrasing and I don't want to move into reductive tropes here, but she essentially <laughs> stole this woman's husband. So her current husband, Danny Motor, Danny Motor was married to this woman, Vera, <gasps> and Danny met on set julia for some i think it was the movie the mexican with brad pitt mm. and well he's a gaffer yeah famous he was a gaffer yeah most and famous so, gaffer of all time so she she starts dating the gaffer they're still he and vera are still married and vera holds up the divorce and custody to the point where julia was displeased so she wears a like mm. puffy painted white t-shirt out to like some some cafe in Beverly Hills that says Alo Vera on it, which is not a good pun, but oh. like that was that was Julia Roberts, I think, is like and that family is so weird too because Eric Roberts is such like a notorious Hollywood weirdo. Well Emma like, Roberts is notorious, like, notorious uh you know recovering at as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it, Emma, makes, oh like, my god oh choice. speaking of speaking of okay maybe julia roberts is weird because yeah. there do you know this story about emma no. and, the, and the lawn furniture no oh my god i'm already laughing though i'm already <laughs> laughing so she um emma roberts famously julia roberts's niece mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I, 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 we refer to her on this podcast as dame emma roberts by the way so i don't know where i heard this story but she emma gets some message like i think it's right when she's like moving out to la or something and her, julia is like hey emma like heard you're moving to la heard you're moving um you should come to my house and uh, I have something for you at the house. And Emma is like, okay. And you know, this is Julia Roberts. This is your unbelievably wealthy aunt who tells you, and you're moving to LA to be an actress like her and tells you to come to her house. She's got some, a gift for you. You are like, what could this be? This is like, these are like the family diamonds or something. And apparently she shows up and Julia isn't there and is just like, you can have all the patio furniture in the back. <laughs> and just has I love Emma that. Roberts, that is has like, Roberts, like carry patio furniture out of her house to get rid of it. And like, where's, um, where's Emma Roberts going to put all that? Like, no, she, idea. Like, she probably has like, she probably isn't like some like WeHo apartment. Like, where's she going to put yes. that furniture? Like, absolutely. That is such <laughs> crazy aunt behavior though. Yes. But, and also to me, I also, I feel like I would do that. To a niece, if yeah. I was, if I was like, God, I really need to get rid of this shit. I would at least like be there when she's picking it up. Like that's, you know, like call me. To be, to be fair, I think I, I think I bungled this. No, no, no. I, I believe, I believe it. She's not, she's not home. She's never home. <laughs> she's never home. She's never home. Wait, how do we get on this? Um, we were talking Jennifer about. Garner, oh, oh, we were talking about Tom Mother's Hanks. Day. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
but no, the last thing I saw her in was Love Simon. Yeah, she was she was well utilized and she did a good job. And I think she there nobody does a um like wounded um what is that word uh dignity like yeah. wounded dignity nobody does that like jennifer garner like no. have a cry she can really make you go crazy well so the, i'm repeating someone's story but the beating heart of this podcast john boone recently watched <laughs> the jennifer garner vehicle the adam project and for context everyone needs to know this jennifer garner is john boone's favorite actor period cut and dry it was wow. even it, more than even more than betty gilpin <laughs> even more than betty gilpin even more than <laughs> dakota johnson wow. even more oh wow he's got a type oh yeah he has he has a very specific type here but jennifer garner is the naplu ultra she is the one okay he told me that he cried during the adam project because of jennifer garner and i cannot tell you the moment in which that happened but i'm like i guess it was wounded dignity it I can see it, bad. but I can I can see it because she plays the mom of Ryan Reynolds's character, and in the past, and Ryan Reynolds yeah. goes back in time and gets to talk to his mom. And in the trailer, there's a moment where he is like, "Their their dad is dead," played by Mark. I don't think I'm spoiling anything. Played yeah. by Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is, is in this movie. Mark Ruffalo, I think, is very briefly in the movie. Then because... what? So we didn't. So there was a thirteen going on thirty reunion, and no one talked about it. Oh, except wait. for the seventy million people who apparently watched this movie. I guess. Yes, like, and I didn't people, see anything. and the you know seven hundred thousand people who follow Jennifer Garner on TikTok because it was on her TikTok. Oh, that's nice. Um, but she, he is the dead dad, Mark Ruffalo, and then. Well, clearly there's some sort of strained relationship with the young son and Jennifer Garner that I'm sure continues into the future. And Ryan Reynolds comes back and he like sort of therapizes Jennifer Garner and is like, aren't you grieving too? Tell him you're grieving too, or something like that. And you, I'm, I can see why Ugh. John Boone would cry. Yeah. I can, I can see it. I can see the scene and I'm like, yeah, I'm there too. I'm not gagging, but like maybe I'll watch maybe I'll watch this eventually. I don't know. Look, you know, there is a there is a formula out over at Netflix and they're not they do it and no, they, they do, they do, they do do it very well. Like yeah. I'll give them that. I, I will eventually for sure watch this movie. Like I've been dancing <laughs> around it for so long, but I uh I just have such a Ryan Reynolds aversion in a lot of ways that it like sometimes makes it hard for me, even though he is in one of my absolute favorite comedies. Talk about like a movie that is ab bad from like early 2000s, but like is so good still. Just Friends. Oh, uh, I kind of thought you were going to say Just Friends. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's so good. I mean, Anna Ferris is like That's scene right. stealer in it, obviously. Sure. Like she just is so good in everything. But like, Ryan Reynolds is very good in it. Amy Smart's very good in it too. Like Amy it's smart. I know uh, just all these people like, like it's it's weird that like out of those three, Ryan Reynolds is the one that kind of like took off. Yeah, because on affair should be in everything. I think every time that somebody, every time that I think of Amy Smart, I also confuse her with Elizabeth Smart. Yeah, and I'm sort of <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm sort of like you know what? Good for that girl for for really just. 
turning her trauma into an acting career. Well, here's the here's the way you can tell them apart. One of them has been on The Mass Singer, and the other one is Amy Smart. <laughs> oh, no. someone needs to call the governor on The Mask Singer. Yeah, I know. With Rudy. Well, someone um, needs to call the governor and not the mayor because the mayor has the, already done it. The mayor's there. The mayor's yeah. on the scene and it's not looking good. Um, maybe we should get Jennifer Garner in on a Ferris to do something together. That could be fun. I mean, she needs to do more comedy and I think Anna could really uh, help her get there. I think like something like a dead to me kind of Ooh. style thing could be really good for them. Because I don't, the thing about Jennifer Garner and I think she's done this to herself in some ways She's not prestige. Mm-hmm. She just isn't prestige. Like she tried doing the prestige with camping and mm. she definitely had like the misfortune of being on the short end of the like fizzling fuse that was Jenny Connor and Lena Dunham's relationship. Yeah. But like she needs to do something that's kind of like silly screwball TV comedy, Absolutely. like a flight attendant kind of thing. Like that oh, could be really fun. She'd be stunning. I also yeah. think to her credit i also think she has in terms of doing un unprestiging herself i think she's done that somewhat consciously to to be the girl next door yeah like because that is her brand i think she doesn't necessarily want to be seen as untouchable in prestige which to a you know, to her homosexual fans is very disappointing but i yeah. think she wants to be mom like her main business is not main business i mean i think her main business is acting but i don't know um, well, well i know what her main her main business is and i think this is to your point about her. she wants to be the girl next door she's on our tv screens every three minutes in those capital one commercials oh my god the capital one commercials i do think that was sort of the way we the way we are like oh 2005 when she had violence, the beginning of the end i also think capital one was the beginning of the end yeah the ad copy that they made her read it is violent. It is so, so yeah. specific and microscopic. And it is yeah. like, what is going on? Oh my God, save her. It's very weird. Like she delivers it like very like cute and girlishly. Like, mm-hmm. but she was a, one of the first people, first celebrities to do that kind of recurring commercial work in mm-hmm. earnest. Like she was so big and yeah. it was like, oh, like Jennifer Garner's doing Capital One commercials. And it's like, oh, I guess this is it then. And she's been doing them for almost 10 years now. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? And I also think, I also feel like it was a bit of a throwback to like the 70s and 80s when celebrities, yeah. celebrities also did that back then. I feel like, you know, like what, didn't Orson Welles sell like chocolate? Yeah, he did chocolate. <laughs> Warren, Beha- Warren Bacall did like Green Mountain Coffee or whatever Oh my God, called. right, Those commercials right. are so good. So I do um, feel like, I do feel like Jennifer Garner, you know, she was bringing us back to our roots when she did that. Hollywood history channeling legends. We do love <laughs> that. I, I also think that her, oh, so, so her other business that she has is this thing called Once Upon a Farm, which is a sustainable uh, yeah. baby food, sustainable baby food company. And so I think that that is also, she's constantly, the oh God, the she's TikTok. No, no, the, well, so I, I'm not looped in on the TikTok as much, but I hope mm-hmm. she's wearing a red wig and at least some of those. But like, I, my like, primary social media presence with her is Instagram yes and I always get farm updates like she is obsessed Mm -hmm. with her chicken she's like we had to kill a chicken like we had to save a chicken I love this chicken like 
Mm-hmm. It's she's, um, a she's a West Virginia girl. That's why she I'm is a West Virginia girl. It's yeah. so, that is like so crucial in her narrative, and like I think it's one of those things that's kept her so relatable. But like, it definitely is. Um, it's just like a, a larger part of the down home mom kind of. And thing. she's a middle child. Like, yes, yeah. I think she really wants. She really wants people to see her. Oh, and also one of one of the big parts of her um, narrative is her passion and lawsuits against paparazzis photographing her children which was a huge huge thing for her and there's I believe a law in California named after her Violet's law named after Violet I think it's named Violet yeah yeah let me look and it was like passed in the California state house and there's like a it was like a big deal and she really championed that about not photographing celebrity children. I don't know what it's actually called, but the what Violet's Law is, is uh, this bill requires federal research facilities to facilitate the adoption or non-laboratory placement of certain warm-blooded animals, such as dogs, <laughs> cats, monkeys, guinea pigs, hamsters, and or rabbits. Okay. Um, so that's, possibly, may, she possibly. would support that too, probably. <laughs> yeah, but... possibly related to Violet Garner <laughs> or Violet Affleck, I guess. That's uh, yeah, we didn't even we haven't even gotten into the Ben of it all, but we've talked about Ben so extensively on this podcast as like in relation to the other Jennifer in his life. So like she needs, you know, Garner needs to people need to understand that like, man, she really put up with some fucking shit. Yeah. And she she put her through hell. He she really helped him. Like she tried to get him in AA all the fucking time. And even after they were divorced, she was driving him to meetings and trying to get him to clean himself up. And then like, he goes and he has, he is dating the most famous, one of the most famous women in the world. And it's like- And someone he left prior to marrying Jennifer Garner. Like, it's just such a weird, like, I would, I would feel terrible to feel like, like a blip in someone's life almost. Which isn't true. That's not what it is, but like- I don't know because, especially because kids. Yeah. They're, they'll they'll always you know no it, it's never it's never going to be like that but like it is just such like it's so crazy to be bookended like that and, with and, jennifer lopez of all people and like, also to be like associated with i don't know his his recovery his story. mess yeah i like it's been I, he seems like he's doing way better like yeah you know, I, I love Jennifer Lopez, so I cannot be, like, mm-hmm. unbiased in of any course. way, shape, or form. Of but course. she has got him looking snatched. Like, Absolutely. He looks, he, he's never looked better. Absolutely. So that good for her for doing that. Um, remember his, remember him, I think it was at the Oscars in 2012, right? When he yeah. was like, marriage is hard. Yeah. And he just, like, basically was like, I'm having trouble yeah he's a cry for help like oh it was so um, bad and she's sitting right there and she's fucking stunning it is not hard to be nice to your wife oh man just i'm yeah like she she seems very content where she is i would like more for her just because like she feels like she should have more but like if she's happy with all this i'm happy for her absolutely and then you know you know she's she loves the gays Oh, she loves the game. Her only guest at her wedding to Ben Affleck uh, was Victor Garber and his partner. I love that. The only guest. And Victor Garber performed the ceremony. 
that's fun trendsetter mm-hmm. having like a gay guy officiate a straight wedding like that's like yeah, 22 in two, in 2004 yeah. yeah she was she was performing deep allyship from a very young absolutely. age absolutely. and we do we will always celebrate her for that and her many accomplishments in the field <laughs> of everything else <laughs> in the field she's tilling those literal those fe- rows literal field. yeah Ah, West Virginia girl, we love you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think we have to move on to our final segment. Okay. Um, so we're going to play Tear the Community Apart. <laughs> the rules are very simple. I have picked two songs and you're going to tell me which one is better. Oh, wow. Sounds, sounds easy. I've picked it sounds easy, ones. but I'm ready to I've pop, picked break some hard ones today. So... These are two of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, geez. Jesus. I know I'm like really letting you have it. Um, <laughs> two songs that came out in 06, 07 from UK Chanteuses, um, competing in the press, competing stateside for attentions, both Grammy celebrated artists. Oh, wow. One of whom was on the Met Gala carpet tonight. The other of whom is dead. Which song oh. is better, Rehab by Amy Winehouse or Smile by Lily Allen? Oh. Come on. You gotta, you gotta go with Rehab. You gotta. Okay. It's, it is so iconic. It is like, there, there is no 2007 without that song. Like, our, our lives are so different if Amy Adams doesn't, oh my God. <laughs> oh, don't give her any ideas. Don't she you should. say that. Oh she my. should, she should cover, she should cover. If Amy Whitehouse doesn't release Rehab, we we live in a different section of the multiverse. Yeah, maybe in Disenchanted we'll get a little cover of that. <laughs> she, just, they, she does back to black. I mean, they're doing the reshoots. We can, uh, we can slip that note in they, someone's trailer. I, I mean, clearly they, they are looking for a new creative direction, so we might as well. <laughs> yeah, make it an Amy Winehouse jukebox <laughs> musical. Um, it is. I like, have um, always loved Lily Allen, and I think that, you know, I came to her late. I definitely didn't, I wasn't sort of like, listening to her live as like 2006 2007 I was not aware of who Lily Allen was interesting but I it wasn't until like college so I mean I guess that was pretty soon after that but um I went to Walmart I bought the Amy Winehouse album I had it in my first car and I was it was like I am an adult woman in this world and i have been hurt and wronged and, and i have coping experienced with addiction <laughs> yeah and it so i think it just it it to me it just it, it's impossible because it the personal resonance is yeah that, that's the thing about it like the story of amy is so powerful and tragic and just like I mean, it is like a microcosm of what makes like the music industry and just like entertainment writ large so cyclically abusive. Mm. And that song is like, it is kind of like a battle cry in a way of someone who's like really beating back the tide 
of like everything in their life and like not really winning but it is like it is like a weirdly like kind of triumphantly sad song absolutely and it it is like her um you know i hate to say this for better or worse it is her legacy like it is yeah it's like here's this woman who lived her life and didn't stop you know like she didn't she didn't say no to herself which is powerful in many ways it's a trite observation maybe but it really is like this generation's like lovey on rose like Mm, mm. and here's why smile is better so (laughs) i no, i like know that your your answer is the final answer here but i am going to go back I'm I would love to, to I would love to, to give smile. her I would love to give Lily Allen her flowers so please 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 go ahead it gets overshadowed so much because that era of UK pop music was like a five horse race mm. for like jazzy R&B adjacent singers between Amy Winehouse Lily Allen early Adele we always forget early Adele in that conversation yeah. Duffy and Estelle doing That's American not- Boy and Oh, yeah, I mean, Leona Lewis. We could throw her in there too. That's generous, <laughs> but like, I'll get, I'll give her that. Bleeding Love is like a great song that we have. Bleeding Love is, is she will always have, and it's yeah. so amazing. Um, great, but Smile is such a good song. That that album, I was listening to it the other day, which is partially why I like put it mm. on this game. Mm. All right, still the first Lily Allen album is a top to bottom masterpiece. It sounds. <laughs> so good especially this time of year like it's a perfect like spring album because it's Mm. like I don't know it just it sounds like the MySpace era in a way that I really like (laughs) like it's very um like cool samples and she was just such a cool girl back then like a UK cool girl and like Amy was Amy was too obviously but like Lily Allen was like the glam version of Amy yeah and I think if you compare back to black and all right still as albums all Right Still is a better album. And I think Smile mm-hmm. is a better song, but it is truly a hair. Yeah. It's about intangibles at that point. Yeah. It is. It is. And like, I would, l- like, we, you know, we're trying to like examine the counterfactual here, I guess. Like, we don't know what <laughs> Amy Winehouse's music would have sounded like today yeah right so that's hard because we have a lot of other Lily Allen music to like kind of like contextualize the first album and like her story is just I mean her story like if you read about it has been like very depressing too but she's kind of like come out of it on the other side she's married to David Harbour now which is like so random oh wow and they were on the they were on the carpet together tonight and he was in a top hat and that made me a little like whatever but um i think there were there there were some top hats yeah a few i saw a few yeah that is very gilded age though the ones i the only three i saw were him erica badu which makes sense she's always in like a top Mm. hat adjacent thing and then emma corin from the crown who looked like full like chimney sweep which good for her she looked good there was a woman who was wearing one too and i cannot remember 
Karen oh. Delavine should have been in a top hat with what Ooh. she was wearing because she's like addicted to she had a cane like she just cannot oh. stop dressing like she's from from like fucking candy land but like there's no top <laughs> hat to be found have you watched her uh, architectural digest no she I'm not watching that candy land her house is insane I've completely soured on her over the oh. past like two years for some reason but Gus you have no idea she used to be like my obsession oh my god in high school did you she see was the, so interesting. The video of her dancing next to Eric Adams. Yeah, that was, which was um, at a party celebrating the release of a credit card. Yeah, it was like that is that is what Cara Delevingne is doing with her. No, like she just shows up to parties these days. Like she is like a party girl first and foremost. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't really know what else she's doing because she's like retired from modeling stuff. But, like she was the moment back in the day, and she's just mm-hmm. like Valerian. Valerian great movie actually people oh, don't talk about oh it's good it's really good I don't know why people don't talk about that movie more but I don't know how we got oh Top Hats David Harbour Lily Allen I'm like literally retracing my steps um, <laughs> yeah that is all to say that like both of those songs are very good and you made a very good choice here not the choice I would have made but I don't get to play this game even though well, I just I talked mean, at length about what I would have done so hopefully the community can mend itself oh there the community on this one i am 100 percent certain is on your side just oh. because rehab is like such an like a titanic song yeah and sometimes that is that is um that is that's all it is i do think that i do think that if i had yeah i think i picked i picked the easy one i picked the easy one to defend for sure but it is also like there's one song that's truly iconic and the other one that is like a slept on hit. Uh-huh. And sometimes you're just going to have to go with the iconic. Sometimes you got to root for the underdog too. Though. And I have successfully gaslit, gaslit people during this game before into <laughs> changing their answers. Like mere weeks ago, I got friend of pod Colin LeBron to uh, um, the Macarena over We Like to Party, parentheses, the Venga Bus. After oh, okay. not even wasn't even that persuasive i just have like such macarena. a yeah i agree macarena. i agree there's a story in macarena there's like a beautiful yeah. story in the lyrics and the venga bus is just a bus it's a fun bus but it's like and it's and it, you associate it with that creepy looking six flags man I oh know. yeah so that, that's that's definitely harder and weirdly enough like after um I think it was after we we recorded the episode and then like a week later SNL did a sketch that was entirely predicated around the idea of that like the Six Flags dancing man <laughs> is creepy. <laughs> I was like, how do we like we like someone someone They're over there it. has their ears in crisis. Someone is a someone is a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. One could only hope. Um, <laughs> no, or or not. I don't know. I don't care. People can who everyone who wants to listen can listen. Um, this was fantastic, Gus. What a dream episode. Thank you for having me. We got a lot I, to chew on today. I, I mean, and now we return to the real world where we have even more to chew on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, maybe I know, we, stay, we like, stay in the Zoom for a little bit longer, just sort of like yeah, heads in the sand. Like, that's all I want. I mean, that was why I was like happy that the Met Gala was happening at the same time, because it was like, you, it reminds you that like oh you just sometimes you need a distraction yeah you you look at something and you're like okay I kind of need to like zone out here mm-hmm. and like just like Janelle Monet also I have to oh she her. looked fantastic. fantastic fantastic I yeah like people really did look very good tonight for the most part like yeah. I this was a, not everyone was on theme but like people were 
like last fall was a disaster and like this it must be said like people did pretty well and i, I wonder good i think it was a good game i wonder if people um while we were recording this someone else came and we didn't see but i didn't see kim k oh she wore um a marilyn monroe dress from the 1960s that's five million dollars she was not on theme she looked perfectly fine but like specifically um, she wore the 1962 happy birthday mr president dress oh that's what it was it's the dress that she's saying happy birthday mr president oh she didn't that marilyn had to be sewn into canonically that's crazy how did well i guess like she does have the cultural pull to get that but like she didn't make it i like and i like him i'm a kim apologist but like she didn't Absolutely. make it look very like iconic hmm. let's say i but mean it's 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 tough if, if if the previous if the original owner was sewn into it it's probably not going to be perfect on you. no it's 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 you, you just can't you can't go toe-to-toe with marilyn monroe like pardon the rhyme but like the like kim <laughs> is a cultural icon for these times right but marilyn is a cultural icon for all times. And maybe, maybe, you know, in 60 years we'll be having a different conversation about Kim. It's like, a little like it's a little like if Kim tried to do Funny Girl. Yeah. Well, now I want to see that though. <laughs> I I uh, said it and I was like, well, maybe. <laughs> if she maybe she can lip sync Barbara, but oh, if Beanie had lip synced, oh, it would be <sighs> so good. Can you imagine? Well, if Beanie lip sync, we could have seen Funny Girl at like Akbar. <laughs> like it would that, be amazing. Like, there, I, which no, I would have I would die. You know, some queen out there has done like funny girl top to bottom. Yes. Absolutely. Like there, there's no way in 60 mm-hmm. plus years. Like there, there <laughs> this is like we gotta get someone on it. But mm-hmm. all right. Well, this was very fun. Gus, where people where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? Um you, you can follow my Instagram or my Twitter, which I don't know. I don't they're very you're not gonna have much fun, but it's um at my last name at Hickey Leaks, like WikiLeaks, but Hickey Leaks. Okay. And anything you would like to promote, possibly? Oh, um go find Queens on Hulu. Um, so we might get a second season. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but go find it. It's very fun. Uh, but like listen to this cast, everyone. Eve. Naturi Naughton, mm-hmm. Nadine Velasquez, and Brandy Norwood. What are you doing? Everyone needs to be watching. It's called Queens and they are Queens. Um, you can find this queen. I almost said this queen. What a bad segue. I'm not like Brandy. I'm nowhere queen. near Brandy. I'm not nowhere near Brandy. Um, you can find me, a mediocre white gay at <laughs> FK Pigs on Twitter with a Z at Drew Haskins on Instagram with Z's and follow at Crisis Twink Pod on Twitter and Instagram for direct updates and TikToks I find funny. Um, wow, that's about all. What a marathon we did tonight. This is wow. great. Um, yeah, I, hope I hope you have enough content. <laughs> we, <laughs> the content mill keeps a churning. And uh, mm-hmm. with that, bye everyone.